For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the Pro Football Chase Podcast. It's Isaac Signs coming at you, and on the line for an interview today is Florida Atlantic running back Gerald Hearns. Hearns wrapped up his final two years of eligibility at FAU, playing running back and being a key contributor on special teams. He started his career at Florida A&M University and is now in the process of pursuing an NFL career. So first things first, Gerald, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing great, man. I feel amazing. Uh, shoot, I feel great. I've been doing yoga, you know, <laughs> Definitely got some great uh, energy, and uh, man, I'm all ready for the next level. That's great to hear. So, Gerald, after leading your team to a 15-0 record in the Class 7A State Championship at Dwyer High School, you committed to Florida A&M University and led the team in rushing as a freshman. How were you able to make that transition to college so well? And what went into your decision to go to Florida A&M initially? Uh, the, you know, the things that helped me make the transition was coming from William T. Dwyer High School. You know, that program was built upon like a dynasty of us uh, being a group of leaders. You know, everyone took accountability. You know, everybody was accountable uh, for our actions. You know, we played together as a brotherhood. Uh, the way Coach Jack Daniels ran that program with Coach Reggie Stanley, my, running, my former running back coach, uh, we had pride in everything that we did, you know, whether it feels in the weight room, whether it feels in the classroom, on and off the field, giving back to the community and so forth on. So for me to make that transition, it, it wasn't hard for me to transpire as a leader. I was able to uh, speak out of my comfort. 
Um, I was able to build a relationship with the coaching staff, the players. And whenever there was an issue, such as like, for instance, running gassers, if guys was looking to quit or give up, I was that person that was kind of able to like motivate everyone else at the age of 17 coming in as a true freshman. I didn't feel like it was enough. I didn't feel like it was pressure because I was so used to uh, coming in the program like Dwyer and playing against guys that was older than me, bigger than me, faster than me, but I always had the mindset to compete. Uh, the reason why I went to Florida a University was more so like of a business decision. As I was graduating, I didn't have any athletic scholarships. Uh, I hustled my whole way throughout middle school and high school, selling cat candy, snacks, uh, everything possible to positively make money. Uh, walking from the city bus home, walking to school, whatever that it was to be set, be successful. And once I realized that I wasn't going to have an athletic scholarship, I applied to about 20 academic scholarships. Uh, I was able to graduate with a 4.0 GPA, and Coach Reggie Stanley reached out to uh, Coach Ernie Mills that was at Florida a University at the time and said, hey, you know, I got a guy named Gerald Hearns, and he's a hardworking young man. I want you guys to take a look at him. And that following week when Ernie uh, Mills and I reached out, you know, reached out to me and we got a chance to hook up, you know, I was like, hey, I know I'm not on a scholarship, but I'll be willing to come on an unofficial visit and, you know, give it a shot. And I went up there and, you know, I enjoyed it. I actually got enrolled um, under the um, engineering program. And once I got there, I, I know business was always my second major, my second ambition. And that's when I transitioned to business once I got there and became a, a, a heck of a player at their university. Now, you left the program and enrolled at Florida Atlantic as a walk-on in 2016. Walk me through that process and how you handled that. Yeah, so in the midst of, you know, transferring, uh, there was a lot of different reasons as far as the transferring process. You know, uh, my experience at FAMU, you know, was very well. It was very good. I learned a lot of stuff from the business program. You know, despite the coaching staff changing, um, you know, the APR sanctions that we were on. Um, I also launched my closing line business and I'm writing my first book. So along with me doing those two things, that was another reason why I decided to transfer universities where I was like, okay, as a walk-on, wherever I go, I'm going to make the most of my opportunity. So I actually knew Coach Charlie Partridge when he was at University of Wisconsin when he had uh, previously came to Dwyer because I actually tried to sell him some candy one day <laughs> when he came oh, yeah. up for a visit. So uh, I had a great experience with him. And um, we have former quarterback that was at FAU, uh, Daniel Parr, uh, former linebacker Jared Ward, and a few other guys that came from Dwyer. So I had a great relationship with those guys. And I thought about it, and I was thinking to myself, well, if I come back home in my own backyard, why not build up my business there and be able to grow and build, and uh, in, including the things that I do in the community, such as public speaking, speaking to the youth. And I thought to myself, okay, if I come to FAU, I heard that it's an upcoming program. You know, despite how many running backs ahead of me, I'm going to go there and show the coaches that I'm going to work hard or work harder than the guys that are already in front of me and make the most, even if it was one carry, even if it was two or three plays on special teams, I was going to make the most of my opportunities. And true enough, as I came to uh, FAU, you know, I, I continued to be myself. Um, I was coming every day dressed up in a full suit, a shirt and tie. And some guys would ask me, oh, man, where you going? Are you going to work? And I said, no, this is just how I carry myself. And that allowed me to grow uh, and build a relationship as Coach Lane Kiffin and his staff came. And, you know, uh, upon graduation, uh, Coach Kevin Smith, my former running, bo running back coach now, uh, he did a heck of a job um, developing us as a running back group, you know. 
Now, talking about Lane Kiffin as he arrived in 2017 at FAU, how did his arrival alter the trajectory of your career, not just on the field, but as a teammate and a person pursuing your dreams? Man, it, it has helped so much just to even think about him bringing Coach Wilson Love in as a head strength and conditioning coach, which many people don't understand that's the heart and soul of a team. What do you do in the offseason to become a champion to enter the spring, enter a training camp, and then enter the fall? So the things that we did as a team calling it a fourth quarter program and us creating a bond that we didn't have prior to that coaching staff coming in was 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 the reason why we end up having a successful season that year. And to see how it has transitioned to now, if I'm wearing FAU gear, uh, somebody say, oh, man, how was it playing for Lane Kiffin? Or even just recently, I played in the senior bowl game down in Miami, the uh, podium senior bowl. And the things that I learned from under Coach Kiffin and his staff, especially special teams, which I got a opportunity to play a great role in that at, at a few spots that helped me out so now I'm at a senior bowl game and they're actually NFL scouts out there I can say wow I can take what I learned from FAU and his staff to transition to this senior bowl game for me to potentially get scouted to play special teams at the next level so it, it definitely has had uh, its fair share which I appreciate and I'm excited to see even the guys that are coming in behind me you know make the most of their opportunities. Entering the 2018 season, which was your final year of eligibility, you were named the running back room MVP and a top walk-on for the spring season. What did those accolades mean to you, and how did it help fuel you even more to improve your craft as a player? Um, it was a lot. You know, I, 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 I enjoyed the accolades, but at the same time, I wasn't done. And the reason why I say that is because as I transitioned to FAU from FAMU, I was actually 13th on the depth chart. And when you see a person like myself that's hardworking, determined, a man of integrity, and staying consistent, it was the things that was that I was doing off the field where nobody was looking, watching extra film, calling Coach Kevin Smith or Coach Charlie Wise or Coach Kendall Browse uh, when he was there, you know, asking them how to read defenses, how to – uh, understand certain coverages or better my game with my footwork and maybe talking to Coach Wilson Love to say, hey, you know, can I do some extra mobility or going to yoga on my own or uh, uh, drawing up plays in my notebook at home and then coming back, but also helping the other guys in the running back room where I say, hey, this is how we can get better as a group. And for me to take what I learned and become more savvy to the game, a, more, a student to the game um, even more, I just realized like, wow, all this was happening as I was in the process, and I didn't even realize it was happening until I was awarded those accolades. You are also a Warful Watch List member, which is presented to the player who best combines exemplary community service with athletic and academic achievement by the All Sports Association of Fort Walton Beach. Why is it important to you to not only be successful on the field, but as a humanitarian as well? As I've been playing this game for uh, a while thus far, you know, with me being the age of 22, you know, I got a chance to experience, especially in high school, uh, seeing guys who had every offer in the country, seeing guys who got all the publicity, how fast they were, how strong they were, four-star, three-star, whatever that it may have been. And as I continue to grow as a person, 
but always being uh, been involved in the community, I realized this game is what we do. It's not who we are. And I think with me giving back shows individuals, whether if it's families, whether if it's kids, parents, that you don't necessarily have to make it to the NFL to give back. You don't necessarily have to become rich or make a million dollars before you can give back. It's about who you are as a person with your time that I value the most to show your efforts of giving back to a person, even if it's just calling up a young person or somebody reaching out to you and say, hey, I'm going through this problem. How can you help me? Or I heard about your story and how you came up and what ways did you grind hard to become successful? So it's different ways how I define success as far as what you want to obtain. It can even be becoming a better version of yourself. So with those different things, that has helped me understand as far as the importance of giving back. Now, Gerald, I have to ask you, who was your role model growing up and who inspired you to play the game of football? Uh, kind of funny. I actually didn't have any role models growing up um, due to the environment uh, that I was around, you know, uh, drug dealing or, you know, uh, criminal activities and things like that going on. Or even just hearing from older individuals situations that they may have faced in life and as far as talking to me to not make those same mistakes. I used other people's lives and experience to not make those same mistakes. And with me being self-driven and, and hungry to be successful, um, I think that was I was like my biggest motivation. Um, also, you know, coming from a single parent home has also motivated me. Having a younger brother uh, whose father was murdered in front of our house and certain situations that I've faced, those has been some of the things that has also motivated me into becoming the person I am today. Wow, well, that's a, a powerful testimony there. But my next question is, Gerald, is at 5'8", 208 pounds, what value do you offer to NFL teams? And how does your ability to play special teams make you stand out from other prospects? One of the biggest things, you know, before it's the skill set that I can bring to a team, uh, is definitely my integrity and characteristics of being a leader. You know, uh, I'm outspoken. Uh, I'm a person that a coach could put in front of a team or interview the media, uh, the community, and serve others before serving myself. And from a skill set standpoint, uh, I'm a type of person that I like to take initiative, whether it's watching extra film on my own, uh, going to the weight room or talking to the coaches on how I can become a better uh, player, um, catching out the backfield. Uh, one of the biggest things that helped me as a running back is in high school for my four years that William T. Dwyer High School, I also play fullback. So I have that competitive mindset of pass protection. Many running backs don't like to pass protect. And I think that's one of the biggest values that I can bring to a program or organization such as the NFL is I can be a first, second, third, or fourth down back wherever they need me at. But also just knowing that on special teams, I played on kickoff, kickoff return, punt and punt return. And anywhere my number is called, such as like the UCF game uh, when we played them this past season, you know, you don't really practice too many fake punts. And in a moment like that, it's like, okay, a walk-on, just earning a scholarship, what do you do when your number is called for that one play? And I was a prime example of showing that I may not have played as much this past senior year at running back, but any carries that I got or play like that on special teams, I'm going to make the most of it. And that's just the mindset and determination that I can bring to a team. There has been a high success rate for undersized running backs at the NFL level. Is there a certain player that you study? 
Uh, there are a few running backs that I look at more so as far as skill set wise. You know, I, I look at guys, you know, like Alvin Kamara, uh, Ezekiel Elliott. I look at some old time running backs, you know, Marshawn Lynch uh, with the physicality. Uh, you know, there are a few other guys, you know, that I look at more so as far as seeing like how do they approach the game? You know, how do they take care of their bodies off the field? Also looking at a guy like Le'Veon Bell of understanding his patience. When I first started the game and transitioned to running back uh, uh, my senior year of high school at Dwyer, um, I was more of like a, a complete power running back. You know, I used to get used. I used to be uh, used to like running into people and, you know, I wanted to run somebody over. And the more and more I started understanding the game more and how to be more agile, watching guys like that helped me understand how can I make people miss? How can I get used to making a move in open space and catching out of the backfield and running routes at slot receiver or wide receiver if the uh, coach needs us to motion in and out of the backfield? So those are some of the things that I watched as far as looking at those guys that has helped me. And what part of your game do you think needs the most improvement and what are you doing right now to excel at that? Uh, one, one of my biggest improvements that I'm looking to continue uh, growing with is maxing out on my top speed to hit 60, 70, 80-yard runs. I can get in and make a 15 and 20-plus-yard run, uh, but to take my game to the next level, I want to show a coach that he, you can put me in on a 10-yard line, us backed up, and I can take it home. And for me to do that, I'm actually training at uh, a training facility XPE right now down in uh, Boca Raton with uh, Tony Villani and Bill Wells. And thus far, these past three weeks has been uh, a great success with the things that I've learned just in my first three weeks here and working on my power uh, stands, working on my form and technique. So I'm around the right people and I'm looking forward to, you know, continuously being coachable and take it towards the next level once we have our pro day this March. And that's a perfect segue because I was going to ask you about that pro day that's coming up on March 26th. What drill are you most looking forward to showcasing to scouts who will be in attendance? 40-yard dash. That, with a, with a person like myself that's an underrated running back, maybe no looks, uh, people heard great things about myself. Uh, you know, they, they, they saw some of the things that I can do, you know, the few touches I got at FAU. I, I, I foresee me running a 40-yard dash and showing that I'm capable just as Kareth White and Devin Singletary. Uh, I think that's going to help me uh, show coaches that I'm capable. And then, you know, of course, the uh, running uh, passes out of the backfield will also help. As you know, you're going to continue to meet with several NFL scouts and talent evaluators throughout this draft process. When it's all said and done, what do you want these teams to know about you as a person? Uh, I first off want them to know that no matter where the opportunity goes, um, I'm a man of character. I'm a man of, of, of hard work and uh, tenacity. I want these coaches to understand that not only that I'm willing to give it my all on the field, but as a person, that's who I am as far as just giving it my all into life. You know, anything that I put my hands on, um, I look forward to just having that mindset that having no fear of failure is just a desire to excel. So I just want coaches to know that I'm, I'm always willing to work. Even if it's, let's say this opportunity presents itself and I play one or two years in the league, even if it's me coming back to a franchise to become a coach, I want those coaches to know that I'm all about building relationships. And any way that I can help an organization win, be a leader to a program or to the team or whatever that it may be, I'm going to give my all. 
Well, Gerald, man, just talking to you, I can sense the type of excellent, high-character player and person that you are. I've certainly enjoyed you taking the time to join me for an interview today. And as I told you before this interview, I'm pulling for you. I'm in your corner as you continue your training for the NFL. And I know that God will open up the right door for you, whether it's in the NFL or with your business, with your book. So keep up the great work, man. Yes, and thank you so much for uh, you know offering me this opportunity. I I definitely appreciate appreciate you asking me the question, and you know just also I I love what you're doing. You know, giving it having a platform to open up doors for other athletes. You know, who also are in the draft prospect uh, process. Well, I appreciate that, man. And uh, let's stay in contact, and I'll certainly be following you as this process unfolds. So take care and have a blessed rest of the afternoon. You too. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.